Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favourite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Hello everybody, I hope you're doing well. Welcome to the show. Uh, before we get into it, here's producer Paul to explain a few things. Cheers Rich. Um, yeah, I thought I'd better just come on and explain that we did have a very high-tech setup for this, uh, but then I uh, contacted Heston and did a line test with him and realised that I would say a sentence and... 10 to 15 seconds later, he would hear it and reply. Uh, so we ended up having to uh, do the whole interview on Zoom. And Zoom is not ideal, particularly when everybody's having pub quizzes and stuff on Zoom. Um, so please do bear with the squashed quality of Heston's voice, uh, live from deepest, darkest French countryside, because it is a great interview. It's a fascinating chat. It was, wasn't it? It was a really good one. Thanks, producer Paul. Uh, uh, honestly, th- genuine thanks to producer Paul for making all this happen. He's working his, his fingers to the bone, trying to find different platforms in order for us to still continue to bring you the best podcast in the land. So thank you, producer Paul. Um, so do bear with us. Uh, it's really worth it because, as Paul said, it's a fantastic chat. Heston is one of the most interesting people I've ever met. He's just he's just fascinated with the world and how it works, and it was really nice to talk to him. He's such a top dude. So without further ado, let's stop mucking about. Here's Heston Blumenthal. Oh, my God. How are you both? We're really well. Yeah. Little bit cabin Good. fever, I'll be honest. How are you and Steph? Oh, fantastic, actually. You've got to be careful who I say that to. But very good. <laughs> <laughs> very good. I could think it's, it's like being imprisoned without being prisoned. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the things I don't like doing have been taken away from me. <laughs> I keep same. I keep thinking that it's it's like this must be how like criminals feel when they're like home, you know, when they're home prisoned and they have to wear a tag on their ankle. <laughs> yeah. Where we are here though, you don't really see anybody. Oh really? I go running in the morning. Got my bike and come to work in the 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 development lab house. We've got Demetrius here, and we do we have do our Zoom calls and do our various experiments and other stuff. And got trees and mountains and plants and bees and birds and stuff. <laughs> so it's no different then. It sounds amazing. Exactly. It's no different. It's the it's the same as before. Although all the things that got me frustrated. If I put us put to one side the fact that the business is on its knees but i'm yeah i'm not the only person take that aside uh yeah. so many of my frustrations have been just removed for me yeah exactly the same i feel straight i've been yeah. feeling strangely zen about it all yeah me too me yeah too. even though, like you say even though like like the same with us we lost all of our gigs and everything in the space of like a minute 20 minutes or something but, but yeah you kind of go well yeah nothing i can do about it um Okay, I'll just I'll just see it then. Sweet. Yeah, it's a bit like I think a plaster ripping moment. I mean, how, how would you feel if I don't? I haven't got an answer to this. Imagine if, and this is completely hypothetical, but the government today or tomorrow said, right, next week, all back to normal. I'm sure everyone or most people, maybe not instantly, but over a period of time, will think, oh, I kind of like that bit of this. But they were, they couldn't see it because there's so many, you know. I, I just I just think we've. I heard a podcast actually with Russell Brand the other day with a guy called Charles Eisenstein. Oh yeah, and he said something I thought was a brilliant way of summing up. We used to worship in cathedrals and churches and make those sort of pilgrimages. We now worship quantity. Yes. Yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, we're live longer, more money, more friends on social media, quantity, choice, consumption, consummation, quantity, quantity. I thought it was a, I thought it was a really um, simple, strong way of summing it up. That's that's our church, uh, human beings generally. Their new church now is the church of quantity. Oh, absolutely. I den- I think a lot of a lot of people I've spoken to, they do. They've suddenly gone. Oh shit! Yeah, we, yeah, we have kind of lost our way and we got caught up in the the mechanism of all this like capitalism and everything and and now we've it's all been taken away we're suddenly going ah oh, no do you know what it's actually quite nice I'm, I'm talking to people i've not spoken to in 10 years it's been amazing <laughs> you know so, so it's like rip, that rip that plaster you rip a plaster off and you go ow man <laughs> hang on a second <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's nice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's been it's been amazing. Like, it, but yeah, obviously it's been the the people have you know they've suffered more than we have, and it. You look at the numbers, you're like Jesus Christ, it's it, it's mind boggling. But and I think that as well kind of makes you reassess. You go, Christ, at least you know. I've, it's sad that people have lost their lives, and and people are really gravely ill. But you kind of small mercies. You kind of go, oh wow, okay, yeah, this was a, this is a, a massive wake up call. Yeah, it should be. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, yeah. I'll tell you what, it's funny. I was just, when we were setting this up, thank you for your patience as well, Heston. Yeah, I think I, I, think I, 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 I wasn't completely irresponsible for that delay. I'm sure a lot of this is my internet connection from here. <laughs> have, we, have we started? Are we just chatting? Yeah, just chatting, mate. This is how we do it. And uh, Brilliant. Yeah, yeah there's, no, there's no flashy intro. We just get on with it and, and whatever <laughs> happens, happens. Uh, it's, all, it's all good, clean fun. Um, what was funny as we were doing that, and I, I was getting a little bit, I was getting a little bit stressed out. I'm like, oh, fuck this, ah, shit, shit, shit. We need to get this sorted out. I was drinking a gin and tonic, and yeah. this put me in mind of that test that you and Jade did when I, last time I saw you about yeah. how your emotions change the taste of things. Because as I was getting more stressed, the gin and tonic I've got became more bitter. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> So I was like, oh, my God, that thing's happening right now. That's the beauty, I think, of awareness. And I think this, if you said like we've at this time, it's even more opportunity to look at what's really valuable in our lives. So if you think, I think the most intimate relationship a human being has is with themselves and their breath, because you've got to breathe, obviously, first to live. Yes. Then it's with what you drink and then with what you eat and then sleep. So I think food and sleep, you're looking at, you know, roughly the same time that if you go without the both, either of those, you die. Once you've done those things, you can kind of get on with the, the other priority of things that you value in life. But you've got to breathe and drink and eat and sleep. But obviously, breathing is autonomic. So you've got to physically drink, you've got to physically eat, and you've got to physically breathe. You don't have to at some point. You just actually, that's a good point. You do pass out, but you've got to physically eat. <laughs> yeah. And And I think that what we've done, going back to that, Charles Eisenstein comment about we live in a we worship quantity is that when we were hunter gatherers we valued the the need to breathe and to drink and to eat much more than we do now yes. because we've made our lives so much more comfortable generally in the western world and the, in the modern world in terms of accessibility to food and stuff so and we only look at all the things outside our bodies that are going to make our lives better so when i get you know when i get a pay rise or a new job title i get more money if i live longer and i get more friends on social media and have a new pair of shoes and all of this stuff my life's going to be better but if you have if your relationship with your internal universe is is not up to speed with your relationship with your external universe then you're always chasing your tail whenever you've got something you're ready to think about the next thing and it's never enough and I've realized that even when you apply it to cooking and, and actually when we did the show, Jade, the, um, it was, it was a fascinating thing. I hadn't really thought about that much before when you have people that are cooking food on social media. Now chefs are going mad cooking on YouTube, cooking mad, cooking, cooking, this, this isn't beautiful. Like you just said about the gin, nobody is talking about their relationship with food. No, no. It's all about, yeah, like you say, the quantity of it. It's that more, more, more. Yeah. More, more, more object, beautiful, isn't this? Look at your relationship with it. So when you 
eating mindfully, eating, you know, you can tell a story around the, the classic one of a raisin boy or a gin and tonic, you know, what does it feel like the weight of the glass? If there's any ice cubes in it, the chink of the ice cube, where did that gin that came from, you know, herbs yeah. and, 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 um, another plant matter and it was fermented and somebody might have spent their life's work developing a technique for fermenting, for making that gin. And then it was bottled and all of this kind of stuff. And how does it feel in your mouth and your, on your lips and the smell and all of that. And what happens is we, we, if you, if what we tend to do rather than our relay, looking at our relationship with food, we just put food in our mouths Yes. So we don't, we're not aware of the nuances of the food. And the, the really simple thing that I think is good to do to kids and anyone listening to do this is if you ask the difference between what's the difference between taste and flavor. Right. Yeah. Now taste is in the mouth. So you've got salt, sweet, sour, bitter, and umami that's in the mouth and the tongue. And flavor is a combination of taste and aroma. So the aroma is your nose. So if you, if you got, are you, if you got a, an apple or an olive or a. Hang on a minute. I'll grab it. Two seconds. Hold on. Look at Hold this. On. Live, live on the edge. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, I'm back. Sorry about that. I'm back. <laughs> Everyone's gone out. I've got, I've got. <laughs> Sorry, Heston. Oh, yeah, is... That's all right. It's worth the wait. <laughs> I've got an. I've got. Right, I've got an apple. Okay, so now, so cl- clench your nostrils, nice and tight, so there's no you can't get any air through them. Okay. Have a nice bite of the apple, and when you're chomping it with your nostrils still clenched, can you taste its sweetness and maybe its sourness, and maybe a bit of bitterness, maybe even a bit of salt? Now, so think about that. Oh, yeah. Now, let go of your... As you're crunching, let go of your nostrils. Did you get the apple? Oh, yeah. It comes flooding through. Yeah, like a water... Yeah, amazing. And, And so the sense of smell and the sense of taste are no more closely or... 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 they're no closer or further apart than the sense of sight and the sense of smell, but they're all interconnected. And that's why, do you remember those old tunes adverts the, for the, for the, the yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Tunes makes well, you that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when you're yeah. cold, you can't taste your food so much. Amazing. Amazing. And, oh God. So there's lovely little experiments like this when you, when you're, when you're quarantined, stuck in at home that maybe next time when you eat, it's all very well to think about the cooking, the recipes, the ingredients, the techniques, and how beautiful it looks. But it's when it comes alive with your awareness, if you can th- you think, what's happening when I'm eating that? Where did that come from? You know, just yeah, yeah, ask yeah. yourself loads of questions. But it's funny, like you said, about the, having the right glass and the right, and, and the, the story of how the that that whatever you're drinking or eating came to be in front of you you're right yes. it, adds, it really adds to it and like people like if you drink a cup of tea people like they have their mug because they like that the feel ah, of it same. like say yeah so it's a, it's a yeah i get it man i totally it's get it sa- it's the same thing it's a story behind it as well and if you know that they if you you then take you say your ownership so you could it's even i love the idea that somebody could have been eat, eating mars bars for example or you know drinking coca-cola yeah. for that for, for for 15 years and then and then someone tells a story around it and then ask the, the questions of the person that's tasting it that's eaten that thing for or drunk that thing for years have you ever thought how this feels if you close your nostrils and if you smell it through one nostril or the other or close your eyes and how does that feel and and then it's that question where you individually can discover something new about your relationship with food and it's non-judgmental and we live in a society everyone not everyone but it's so judgmental eat Absolutely, this and don't yeah. eat this do that, don't eat that. And I, have you heard of a guy called um, Gabo Mate? No. He's a doctor and he was he's one of the world's leading experts on addiction. And he ran the largest palliative care clinic in Canada um, and started, he's one of the first people that uh, he ran the clinic where they would, if you get people on heroin and stuff, you could go, you could go and get a clean needle. And um, he looked after Keith Richards. I think he looked after Betty Ford. And he's written oh, several wow. books. 
And one amazing one called When the Body Says No. And what he says, he goes through with that book, cancer, Alzheimer's, diabetes, Parkinson's, bronchitis, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, ALS, and a load of others. And he said the cause of all of these is inflammation of the cells in our body, which is caused by unaware stress generated from childhood. Oh, wow. So if you smoke, if smoking gave you cancer full stop, then everyone that smoked would get cancer. He said smoking gives you potential increase in cancerous cells, but they're just, they're dormant. We've all got cancerous cells in our bodies. Yes. He said, when you carry unaware stress and that manifests itself in things like people pleasing, not altruism, but people pleasing, repressed anger, not rage, but repressed anger, not inability to be able to show your emotions and some other things. It means the body is blocked in emotional trauma from childhood and without the individual realizing it. So that inflames the cells and our our immune system. Okay. And it's that inflammation that like if you're smoking, he said, he he gave an example of like 94% of all breast cancer cases are the same, the the, the women had unaware stress from childhood. And it was only through, you know, questioning and surveying and therapy and stuff when it started to come out. And that inflames our immune system. And this is, I think, very relative, re- to, relevant to what's happening now with, with, with these viruses. And there'll yeah. be more of them coming. If, we, if we're not aware of that, if you're aware of your stress, it's one thing. But if you're not aware of it, then you inflame your, you inflame your body. And there's, we, did you remember when we were filming, I showed you this rice experiment with this Japanese guy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dimitri here, we've he's done it. We've done it several times now. Three jars of rice, same rice, same water, and put them there. They're like kilna jars, and he's done it in Greek and he's done it in English. <laughs> Every day, you give one jar love and gratitude and appreciation. Yeah. You give another jar, uh, stupid, useless, worthless, but and you yeah. give the other jar nothing, indifference, you ignore it. But you have to have the intent behind the words. Okay. And you can, see, you can see this online, gratification and love and intent goes slightly orangey and, f- and ferments. The one that's been, um, say, verbally abused goes black and the one that's been ignored rots. What? Yes, and, and what? so when Dimitri did it here, it's amazing. You could, the difference is unbelievable. We smelt it. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> So it's the effective emotion. And what this Japanese professor was saying is that actually indifference to children, if ignoring, being ignored. Yes. And there's the same thing as ignoring yourself. We all need connection. Anyway, it's a fascinating. No, it's excellent. No, 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 not at all. It's, it's, it's things like this that people need to know because we are, we are affected by it. Like, like we said before, just before when we were setting up, um, we didn't realize how stressed we were before we all got uh, put in quarantine. We oh were- my God. I, you know, this is the, this is why Alzheimer's for me is, 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 is so, is such a, such a terrible um, disease to, to happen because I remember I have over, you know, a few years ago, we've had discussions about past and stuff. And I, I only now can I see how stressed I was and how lonely I was really, really lonely. Oh, but if wow. you asked me for say five years ago, are you are you stressed and lonely? I said, don't be silly. I wouldn't yeah. have thought it. Yeah, wow. It's just with memory gives us this opportunity to reflect and ask questions about ourselves. And if you can do it without judgment, not always that easy for people. But if you can, you know, you look back and think, bloody hell, how did I do that? Oh, God yeah. knows what the, my, the the rice granules inside my body smell like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can totally, I can totally relate to that. Oh my God, mine would be. I think mine would be on fire. <laughs> I just yeah, thinking back to a time when I was I was being a bit naughty and I was mucking around. I was doing things I shouldn't have done and I was. Taking yeah. taking things and doing stuff. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But you're yeah, like you say you yeah. Oh, it's, no, it's, 
you're not aware. You kind of, you, you, you know, you, there's a little voice in the back of your mind going, mate, what are you doing? What are you doing? But then you go, ah, no, bollocks to that. And you just start, and you carry on blocking yeah, it out with, you know. Yeah, and that Gavamati guy also said that it, with addiction, when people are, and, and addiction can obviously range from, you know, alcohol to drugs to shopping to porn, gambling, yeah. you know. The, when it becomes a problem, what happens is the abuse, the body does it to keep itself alive. Right. Although it's damaging itself in some cases massively, but you keep doing it because in the, while you're doing it, it feels better. But in yes. fact, what you're doing is then deferring the long-term, the long-term negatives, but, but it's a, it's a form of painkilling, but yeah, you can only definitely. see it. You, you're deferring the pain. Yeah, and uh, and so at the at the time at the time of doing whatever it is, you're brushing it under the under the table, and it's like this sort of yeah. you know memories of of some form of abuse in childhood. The the brain has a very you know self defensive sort of mechanism that can it can lock them away. You you block them you block them so deep that you you know your memory can play tricks on you, or you can play tricks on your memory, or vice versa. Yeah. 
if you think you've got these labeling laws, which you know are done with the with the with the with the design and the intent to help people and protect people, but then what happens is the stronger the laws become, the more subtle ways use of, of of sort of playing around them. So one of them is those turkey or chicken slices in packets that oh, yeah. are they're like the size of about half a, a, a chessboard or something. And you think, well, hang on a second. Chickens don't have breasts that big. No. <laughs> How come they're in a slice? Well, I didn't really think about that. And then on the packet, all you need is a, is a painting of a manor house, a watercolour painting of a manor house. And the person that's shopping will pick up the packet, and it's not even a conscious thing. They'll automatically think that those chickens or turkeys have been running around that field in front of that lovely Downton Abbey style <laughs> manor house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All they'd have to see is a painting of the abattoir and the, and the battery <laughs> house that they might come from. They might change their mind. I'm not saying uh, they, they are wrong. It's the fact that people, we just, there's such a lack of transparency in so much stuff. And when yes. it does come out, it's, there's always got a level of judgment. Yes, yeah. It goes back to what you said, and I was when I was reading up. Uh, I was before I did this. I was just reading up on yeah. you, and and uh, and it talks about when you like you first sort of got into food when you went to a restaurant and there was like a uh, like a fountain in the background and there was this going on and and yeah and so and that changed that changed how you how you that changed the, the taste of the food and how you saw food and it's the same like you've just said. People see this picture of a manor house or something pretty. And they go, oh, that, and subconsciously, yeah. that must be all right, yeah. So, it's, yeah. yeah, it goes back to what you were saying. And the adverts you see on TV and stuff like that. And, in fact, you know, I remember that, funny enough, because I'm, I'm now where, where I live now and where our um, development kitchen is, is yes. 15 yeah. minutes away from that restaurant. And I remember at the time, I grew up, uh, actually, it's quite funny, I, I was born in the 60s in Britain. And do you remember a few years ago, there was a G7 summit meeting at uh, Glen Eagles and Jack Shirak said, Britain has the worst food in Europe, second only to Finland. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, it was, it was an outrage. I remember doing an interview with one of the channel news companies. <laughs> and, uh, and Jack Shirak at the time, my old maitre d' looked after him in one of the G7 meetings in a restaurant in France. And there was, I think this is when John Major was prime minister. And he, they all, they had some tasting menu and, he just drank beer through the whole menu. Oh, so wow. He wasn't overly interested in, in food. Nothing wrong with drinking no. beer, but he wasn't overly interested in food. So he made this comment, and no offence to Finnish people, but you know, as a Brit and a chef, I, so I, I took, took offence to that. Yeah, of course. I checked this with, um, with um, Sebastian Coe a couple of years later, uh, um, that... He said, yes, it's true. So what, what I'm about to say is that the G7, that, that Jack Sherrick comment was made only a couple of weeks before London and Paris battled it out for the Olympics. Ah. The two Finnish representatives, after he made that comment, withdrew their votes from Paris and gave them to London. And like, <laughs> so we got our Olympics because of our cooking. <laughs> it, it, there were some other things going on at the time, but he said, yeah, there was basically the last straw that broke the camel's back. Amazing. But in, 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 when I, so when I was a kid, he was probably right when I was in the seventies, I grew up in London. You could only buy, you know, you could buy pasta. Yes. The only pasta you could buy was that spaghetti in a blue packet. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? And olive yeah. oil, you couldn't, you had to go to the chemist. It was something you poured into your ears when they were blocked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We used to boil everything. I mean, we had boiled toast. You know, it was just like everything was just boiled. <laughs> boiled toast. <laughs> Don't give me ideas. <laughs> oh no, he's going to go I, off now. Uh, yeah, I was. Now was, my head is filled with boiled toast. Um, but, but because I, I grew up, we used to go to Cornwall. I remember Cornish pasty was a big, big, big thing for me when we'd go and for our holidays and we'd never yes. went abroad and I'd never been to a Michelin star restaurant. I didn't even know what an oyster looked like. Same, yeah, alone absolutely eating same. Eating one. So then my old man had a, he had a leasing company and, and, and he, and he, he did, he did quite well one year and they went to France and we, they took myself and my, um, and my, uh, sister with them. So we had the same first time experience at this restaurant down the road. And I'm sure that had I have, been to a restaurant that was remotely gastronomic beforehand 
you know, seen white tablecloths with, you know, big wine glasses and a sommelier with his leather apron and all these bits, let alone the rock lit up at night and the, the crunching gravel, the feet of the waiting staff crunching on the gravel and the noise of the crickets and all of this stuff. Had I have had any gastronomic experience before, maybe it wouldn't have had the same impact. Yeah, yeah, you were just, you were just ready for it, it sounds like, yeah. And I think that's something, if we talk about the senses, um, before all of the senses, you've actually, you need contrast. Right. Because without shadow, there's no sunlight. Without cold, there can be no hot. You, oh, you need yeah, contrast. Yeah, yeah. And in our lives, we measure contrast. So the rate of change of something is much more noticeable. You don't notice the change of, you notice when it's gone nighttime. But if, if, the, if, if the light on your table flicked from on to off immediately, you know, the, you notice that contrast. Same thing when you eat. If you bite into something that bursts, you get much more yeah, uh, flavor. Yeah. Like you did with the apple, let go of your nostrils, poof. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was incredible. <laughs> so I think that con- contrast was a, was, a, yeah, was a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about uh, senses and things like that. I remember, little, this is very recently, putting on an album that I've listened to a million times. It's an album I've yeah. loved forever, but I put it on with headphones and yeah. I actually sat and listened to it for the first time and it sounded completely different because I wasn't... It- I wasn't exactly. distracted. It was amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I totally get yeah. it, man. Oh, that's great. It's exactly that. It's without distraction. I'm not saying that you have to do that every time you listen to a piece of music or every time you need to eat or want to eat. But if you can do it sometimes, you it's like you open this whole new universe of discovery. Yeah. And we don't yeah. realise, I think one of, the, one of the problems of modern society is we're distracted. Yes, absolutely. It's Especially now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, all the time. Uh, i tell you what I wanted to ask you as well. Last time I spoke to you, so you were going off... Were you going off... Uh, we were talking about the, the study of water. You were going oh, off to... yes. Yeah, that was... Because yeah. I, I, it it's been on my mind since, since I last saw you. You yeah. were going... Because I remember you saying you thought water wasn't from... It was an alien thing. Is that right? Well, water. Well, I misheard got, that. Water. No, <laughs> I don't want to make you sound mad. <laughs> you don't have to. You like don't David have to Icke. To do that. Um, so the idea that, that that water has something like over seventy unique properties. It expands yeah. when you freeze. When everything else contracts, it defies gravity. If you think of sap rising from a tree, you know some little little leaf. You see the little plants that can grow through tarmac. That's just expansion of water through the through the root. Incredible. Water, nothing can live without water. Nothing can exist without water. I mean, even things that you think I don't have, like metals still have, they're not completely void of water. And there's a lot of research coming out now that water, if you, if you believe in um, quantum theory or let's say string theory, everything is connected by vibrations, frequencies and vibrations. So everything has a frequency. Yeah. Just because you can't see it, there are light, the light has, a, we can only see a very fine bandwidth of light and we can only hear a very fine bandwidth of sound. So if you think of a dog whistle, dogs can mm. hear it, but we can't. But just because we can't hear it, it doesn't mean to say it's not there. So everything is vibrating on this universe. That is what string theory says. Wow. Uh, and... Um, the the trans the thing the main thing that transfers vibrations are water, seventy to ninety percent of our body is water. So, how can you put two of the lightest things that we know, hydrogen and oxygen, and you end up with this heavy liquid that can expand when you freeze it so much that it will just break buildings, it can crack through anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and so the so the lot of the current work that's coming out is the water's ability to hold data, and 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 a memory, an emotion. Wow. So if you think about um, an emotion, it's energy in motion. When you're angry, or if you're in a, it's just like that, right, this is that rice experiment. If you're in a room, if you're in a small room with somebody, and it, oh, it could even be at school, and you have a big moody person or somebody that really sulks or somebody that just happens to be, seem to make everyone laugh. Yeah. One person can change the energy in a room. That's true, yeah. It can, and it can be, it could be like a, a, a virus, both positive and negative, and they're vibrations. They have frequencies, but we can't see yeah. them. It's like when I, 
when I'm I'm speaking to you now through okay headphones, my, my computer to yours, but there's no cable. There's no there's no tube that connects you and I. We go they go through frequency. They go through waves. Yeah, and and there was a, a, a doctor. His name was Luc de Montagna, who got the Nobel Prize in 1984 for discovering the HIV virus. And we went. Right. As, this is, sounds really train spotting. This does. We went to the <laughs> World Water Congress towards the end of last year, and he was talking there. And he did. They made a documentary on on him. He did something incredible. He took the vial of an HIV virus, HIV blood, from from a freezer. Yeah. He diluted it to a specific level. He then took the frequency of that water, of that blood. You can measure everything has its has its natural frequency. Right. Um, and he took the frequency and he sent that to another professor in a university in Italy. So that can, that professor took a thing of a vial of blood that didn't have HIV in it and then applied that frequency to it and transferred the virus. Wow. And and this this is this this guy's about ninety something now. One of the most incredible experiments I've that that uh, that I've heard. So this this idea that vibration, and I suppose if you think about Buddhist monks or monasteries, yeah, they put uh, soups in in singing bowls and give them a boing. That's right. Uh, yeah. And they've started to do gong sound baths for people for that have in a depressed state. And this is being used more and more in hospitals now where they'll put people in a room and get one of those big gongs and for 20 minutes to half an hour, they'll just bash the gong, but they take a, a little sample of blood before and after and you can see the blood cells squashed in, when people are in a fairly heavily depressed state. Just after yeah, right. 20 minutes to half an hour of this sound bath, that vibration softens, allows the blood cells to become more rounded and flow. Holy shit. It's amazing. Oh my god! It's amazing. So it's a really, it's a really yeah. big, complicated subject, but it's incredible. Well, I love that, I and mean, that's why it's been on my mind since I last spoke to you. I was like, I, I, I just, yeah, because it's, yeah, it's fascinating yeah. that that we are, we are, we are. Majority of us is water. Everything, like you said, majority of things is water. Ah oh, man, I, I, yeah. I, I don't even have the words to describe how I feel about it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more. Than we, we've been, we've been with Dimitri and I have been making, um, you know, he's been doing like nut milk just to take, it, it's milk, but it's kind of water. You just infuse, it could be hazelnuts and then blitz that blitz it. Oh like yeah. 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 Milk you buy and put in your coffee when you was, when it's oat milk or almond milk or whatever, but you do that, but do it, try it with water from the tap. Water that's been put in a, we've got a singing bowl, bashing the singing bowl. Right. For the vibrations. We've got these different crystals because they can restructure the water as well, crystals, and then make uh, the, the, the milk from it and make ice cream from it and then taste it. Oh, wow. You can taste the difference. And the one from the singing bowl is more nutty and rounded. This is blind tasting it. Then I tasted it and put the singing bowl in my hand bashed the singing bowl so my hand was vibrating and I was eating the ice cream with this uh, being applied the same vibration luckily there wasn't many people well there weren't any other people apart from Stephanie here so uh, I couldn't have got I couldn't have got locked up yeah Heston's off again he's off again yeah <laughs> have you always been have you always been fascinated like since you can remember like how things work and what you know what how did that come to be have you always been that way no, I don't remember as a kid being like that. I remember it just found, I happened to find that experience in France at that age and that moment in my life that kind of was like an awakening or falling down a rabbit hole into this multi-sensory wonderland. Oh, bloody hell, it's like a whole new universe here. I never realised and then started questioning everything. And then I read a book in 1984 by American guys, a good friend of mine, Harold McGee, and it's called On Food and Cooking, The Science and Law of the Kitchen. And this book was on... Science of cooking, not food science. And there was a there was a sentence in there when he said brownie meat doesn't keep in the juices. I went, uh, what? Hang on, it's like against everything yeah. that I've ever read, or ever seen, or ever heard any chef saying. <laughs> and then he goes on to it's really obvious. He said, well, if when you put a piece of steak in a really hot pan, it sizzles. What is sizzling? It's not fat. It's the water coming out of the steak. Oh yeah. Uh, and yeah. if browning meat kept in the juices, it would be impossible to have a well-done uh, brown steak. Because if you browned the meat, you couldn't cook it well done because you couldn't cook the juices out because they would all stay in the middle. 
Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that, that, was, that was my wake-up call. I thought, my God, if that's not, if that's, that made sense to me, if that, that's challenged that thought, I then went back and questioned everything I could in classical French cooking. Right, found yeah. Some of them to be true, some of them I wasn't sure, some of them actually was just old wives' tales. Do you find, because you've got, you, you, you've got, have you ADHD or you were diagnosed with it as a yeah. child? Does no, that... not child. I, I, I got diagnosed. I, I sort of, I took myself off to be diagnosed because I wanted to have right. had it about <laughs> five years ago. Oh, did you? Five, that recently? Years ago. Yeah. Ah, right, right. Yeah. And, they, and they said, yeah. Yeah, I did a, I did a, <laughs> I, did, I did a multiple choice. There's an ADHD multiple choice form first. And I filled in the, um, I filled in that, and I think the score. Did you get, did you get to? Did you get to the end? <laughs> no, I I asked too many questions about it. So just gonna, <laughs> this is exactly it. Because I, <laughs> and, and uh, it shouldn't take that long. She said. So I, uh, <laughs> I mean, just just give it here. We, yeah, it's fine. We, we know. <laughs> yeah. Twenty. I think twenty. Score of twenty is when you you tip your borderline or you just tip over. There's a tipping point. And I was like sixty-five or something. Bloody uh, hell! Uh, and then I, I'd had I've had lo- loads of tests on myself done. I think it was as a walking experiment. And I, I I produce a load shitload of serotonin. Okay. So I have a very I have historically I have a sweaty head or <laughs> let's say a heat sensitive head. Right. Okay. I have a really busy head. I don't, I don't know how busy other people's heads are, but I, I sometimes I know I have a really busy head. And for example, you know, I'll run upstairs to get something. I'll come down with an armful of stuff, armful of handfuls of stuff, including maybe a watch that I'd lost six months before, <laughs> but I can't remember what I went up there for in the first place. And then, <laughs> I like, I'd be late and I hate, but I didn't, don't like being late. I'd be late, but it wasn't because I just sat there and did nothing to keep on in and out of the house four times, five times. Right, right, right. The longer I, the further away from my door I am in my house, the more objects I can pass. And the more objects I can pass, the more opportunities there are for distraction or me thinking, God, I might need that. And then I just end this bag of completely utterly useless kind of disconnected objects that, you know, what happens if a spaceship came and hit my post box? What would I do? I'm going to put that in the bag. <laughs> so do you think your head, your head gets really hot? Cause it's like a computer. You've got so much going on. That all yeah. that energy is building up, and so it just your head's just because it's so busy. That's it, that's yeah. exactly why it, what sparked me off. I'm thinking our brain is a is is twenty five percent of our blood and two percent of our body weight and sixty percent of our glucose. Okay. And when it's busy and it's functioning well, I can join dots up like, unbelievably. But only needs a little, you know, like when you throw a twig into a bicycle wheel and then you yeah. turn the whole bicycle <laughs> down. It just needs yeah. a little bit of disruption like that and then it becomes chaotic. However, since <laughs> I've been here, I have to say, since we last saw you guys, I I'm I run in the morning and do my go on my mountain bike in the evening, top and tail in the day, and I meditate. I'm, and nice. that's also made a really big difference. Yeah, it's funny. Liam Gallagher said a, a similar thing. Liam Gallagher gets up at like five a.m. He said, and he yeah. goes for he goes for a five mile run, and he comes back. And if he doesn't do that, he said yeah. his day's ruined because his brain is just like you know he, he, when he goes for a run, he puts everything in order. He's like, oh yeah, that that prick's gonna get it. Oh yeah, yeah. they're gonna get it. And then, <laughs> then he comes back, and he's all fine. And exactly, exactly the same. And I have to don't turn your computer on. Don't. I mean, I, I, I. I don't look at anything on my phone. I take it if I'm going to listen to something when I'm when I'm running. But I try and meditate first. Get up and meditate. Just first thing. Okay, yeah. Do you remember Radio 1 used to do this really tenuous link? Comp- um, you'd have to find the connection between two objects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be visible of a word that sounded like something else, and then you'd eventually get there. That's the way my brain would work. So I'd see a cup on the table and think, oh, my God, I've forgotten to call my mum. <laughs> or, 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 or there's a letter I need to send, or, or, or I don't know, and and then my head would just go off. It would be it would be off and running. So if yeah, I do it yeah. before anything wakes up. Just grab it, 
grab it early go and do it yeah yeah that's a that's a really good idea i know i get i found myself physically literally spinning around in my kitchen the other day because yeah. i'm like right i need to tidy that up okay well put the kettle on oh i need to do that all of a sudden i was going in like 360 just going around and around <laughs> and i just said on, on, uh, the, on uh, the way <laughs> to putting the kettle on you realize that <laughs> yeah. you didn't turn the tap off exactly and i'm like just but i said it out loud just pick one just fucking pick one <laughs> So I get it. I get it, man. I totally get it. I get it. Yeah. But it. But it sounds like, you know, because you've, you've experienced, I mean, you've achieved so much in your life and you're, and you've, you've experienced, you know, extreme fame and, and all sorts, man. I mean, you, mm-hmm. yeah, you must look back sometimes and go, fucking hell, that's been quite a, it's been quite a ride. It, yeah, it's been, it has been a ride. And again, like I mentioned earlier, so just looking back at it, looking back at it uh, and when, when, you know, and the moments of, ext- when I look back at it, moments of extreme loneliness, people looking from the outside in, will think, yeah. well, you can be lonely. You know, people say, you know, what can you be wanting for? Well, this is, this is, in fact, um, I think whether people are become famous or not, whether, whether people are, you know, super, super rich or not, many pro- many people with the same same problems and absolutely yeah you know it's it, the hard thing is you know, if we have we've got our in, we've got us as a body each one of us as a human being we've got our internal universe trillions of things inside our bodies all inter, in, inside our body interacting so we've got our internal universe and our feelings and thoughts and all that kind of stuff and then we've got our external universe which could be anything from friends to family to to, to work to school to play to whatever and our external universe we need to be able generally to get on to measure so we we need tiktok time to go to work or go to school turn up at nine o'clock or you know money in the bank account and those things we need that to be human doings but it's when we try and apply that same measurement to human beings so every human being suffers Right, and I yeah. think this is one of the problems of modern, a lot of part of modern societies. We, our lives generally, generally speaking, our lives have become so relatively speaking much more comfortable is that then we end up, or quite a lot of people end up making a competition of their suffering. So they don't understand how much, they want people to understand how much they're suffering. But the only person that knows how they suffer is that individual and knows how they feel. And that's why I've always had a, a problem with that comment. When somebody says, I want to make you the best the version of yourself. You think, well, how the hell can you, t- you don't yeah. know what's the best version of yourself. <laughs> so the only person that knows that is themselves. Exactly. So yeah. This, this sort of like two measuring systems and, the, and it's with memory that you can think we human beings start off from a place of suffering. They have to. And that's not being negative, but no. they have to because then we work for our reward. And that's how our whole hormonal endocrine pleasure pain system works. Yes. However, if we believe that we should be happy, we've got, all got the right to be happy, then what we start off from a place of, of, of expected happiness, then we're continually disappointed. Yes, absolutely. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's, a, you know, that's, that's a problem. Well, that's been said before. Someone said, uh, it was a comedian friend of mine, Dave Longley, and he just said, you know, it, you've got, you, you want, you look for, you're looking for contentment, not happiness. Happiness is an extra thing that takes yeah, more it, chemicals. It, and you say so you want contentment, which is more manageable yes. and more, more accessible. And yeah, and it makes totally sense. Yeah. And, and in the food world, I'd say that you could take nourishment. Uh, it's like eating food. You want to feel fulfilled. And the, the Greeks, actually, the Stoics, were, they had a word for this called eudaimonia, and I think they they believed that happiness, just chasing happiness, is something that is only going to leave you disappointed. But yes. you could still have had negative, suffering things happen to you or emotions, but you can still have moments of being fulfilled, even going through pain. And you can see it with people that have gone through, you know, anyone would think of extreme situations, through concentration camp survivors to... You know, soldier, I met a, a, a soldier that lost had his legs, lost his legs at the in the Afghan war, and he was at this right. Headley Court Hospital. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said to him, he was seemed really buoyant, not not false, but really buoyant and happy. And I said, how come you seem so happy? And he said something to me that stuck with me. He said, it's 
I realized he said I wasn't after I fell off a cliff emotionally after the, after it. He then some other experienced some other things. He said, then something made me realize it's only when you've had enough taken away, can you begin to appreciate what you've got left? Wow. Wow. Flipping hell. People like you, they're, they're, they're yeah, the role that they play in terms of inspiring others. Yeah. It was funny. I, somebody the other day said to me, you wouldn't believe this, said to me the other day, they had the, about in this sort of quarantine situation and, and is in his, his flat in London. And it was a problem because there was an alarm system didn't work and he couldn't, he said, like, <laughs> laughing, but <laughs> the lift for his car right. didn't work. He couldn't get the lift for his car. I said, well, did the other lifts work? He said, yeah. I said, well, could, <laughs> could you walk to the supermarket? Said, it, it was a bit far. <laughs> but, you know, in his mind, he was also probably suffering, but it was, it was, a, it was a funny... <laughs> it was a funny thing. I, I, actually, I, I did it once. I was doing um, some, some, I was at work doing some photo thing, shoot. And um, it was hot, the studio was hot. And with my heat sensitive head, I yeah. Said, yeah I, I, these words, I, I'm, I can't remember telling you this, but I'm just telling you it out of with toe curling embarrassment and memory. <laughs> The word, these words came out of my mouth. I said, yeah, I've got a really sensitive head. I, I, can't, I can't wear cashmere. <laughs> and then oh, oh fell boy, over. you. I, I heard the words come out of my mouth. I thought, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> you I'm, poor soul. I, don't, I think the only time I've, I think somebody, I went to India to do some cooking thing and someone gave me a cashmere scarf to put on for this photo and then took it off again it's the only time i've actually think i've, I've had my skin's had any contact with cashmere anyway. where did it come from <laughs> i'm suffering Please. so much i, can't I know you so oh, you poor soul <laughs> it's funny because when you were filming with jade yeah um, and that what was that like in the studio because that the heat in there is it's all over the well, place. Filming, but... filming with Jade was was a complete bolt out of the blue, like a like a thing of lightning, a bullet train that came hurtling in to my life unexpectedly. It was amazing. Yeah, and meeting yeah. You guys was were complete. That was I should, probably shouldn't say this before it's come out on Netflix, but that was like the highlight. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was. Well, I, it yeah. was it was fantastic, but this the 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 studio. I don't know. I don't know how Jay did it because if I I didn't have to wear a dress and two no. some headgear, but it was it was hot, and they yeah. did, actually I did get. I don't know if it was Jay that 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 sorted them out for me or these this little neck fan. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it was Jade. Yeah, Jade got you that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was funny because they because they mentioned I was sort of because I was in the wings. I'm just watching what's going on. I'm like, fucking hell, it's Eston Blumenthal. This is amazing. And looking at all these things, and then they went. I heard someone say, "Yeah, we got to be careful because Heston's got a sensitive head." And I just <laughs> and I yeah. And, I, and then they were talking about the heat and the thing. They go, "Yeah, we got to keep it at this and that." And then I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> And it just made me laugh. And they, but they were it wasn't being derogatory. They were like, no, no, we have to keep it because it'll be it's gonna be uncomfortable for everyone. And they were talking about Jade being all doled up with her wig and everything else. And oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That heat, the heat on there. I only just I only just had to look at look at Jade with a wig on and get hot. Yeah, no, <laughs> like by proxy. <laughs> yeah, isn't it funny? Well, that that isn't that funny as well. But that's yeah. uh, that. We've got we do a thing. We do a uh, we're doing stuff online because we're all locked in, and we do this thing called Ginfluencers, and we put a DVD of a, of a, a crackling fireplace on the television behind us, and you can feel the heat from it. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's like if you have a lemon, if you think about biting into a lemon or slice a lemon, and you can just feel it's all the juices coming out. Yeah, yeah. You can feel watering. <laughs> it just then I got that tang in the back of my jaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, 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 are you? So, are you working on stuff now, Heston? Yeah. Well, we're yeah. Quite, there's <clears throat> there's quite a bit actually. Um, there's some TV stuff, but there's we've got a book that was that that we sort of started about three months ago, but now we've gaining gaining 
pace. Yeah. There's a lot of the development stuff here that we're looking at. We found, we, we've, we've gone involved with a robotics company. Oh, but wow. that's a, a very early days because I wanted to try and do something using robots yeah. to demonstrate. I don't. I think Einstein once said, "Why do we have to learn stuff we can look up? If we invented computers to do maths for us, use them." I'm not saying don't do maths at school, but yeah. maybe you could take half of that school week away and be creative and the beauty of human beings ability to imagine things that don't exist and then create from that imagination and the current education system just squashes it yes so if you can free up <clears throat> that time and i think with if you could use robots to do the jobs that robots can do which should free up um time for human beings to do the wonderful things that human beings can do that the robots can't do um that was a plan and use it with, with, with schools. So, you know, again, I'm thinking about cooking and eating. Yeah. Um, so there, there's, there's that, there's a lot of research projects we're looking at. We've got involved with an amazing group of people in, in Australia, which are this, it's um, called Fable Mushrooms, Fable okay. Foods. There's seven, eight different mushrooms in there. And it's, I don't even, I don't even want to say it's meat replacement because it's that, that's insulting to it. It sounds like you shouldn't be eating meat. I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying this, this, you eat this, you wouldn't. You wouldn't know the difference. You wouldn't know the difference. Wow. No, it's, it's amazing. So there's, there's lots of, there's lots of stuff like that. Obviously the restaurants are all closed, but yeah. I think that and like everybody, you know, the, the, on the financial side of the business is, is, is up is up the swanny but everyone's in the same position so i think it's it and this is easier what i'm about to say it's much easier said than done but the um, the opportunity to focus on the positive stuff yes to to, to what we're going to learn from this from this period and i think it, it comes back to this whole thing about looking at our relate for, in, from in my world our relationship with food the food that we hunt and gather and shop and buy and prepare and cook and eat and share absolutely well people have been cooking more you can see it they're all everybody's learning how to make sourdough jade made a uh, kombucha with the with the scoby and yeah. uh yeah so we're all we're, all of a sudden we've gone back to basics and we're all like no how how do you oh, make brilliant. a cake yeah so and we have been doing i mean yeah. again Dimitri and I have been doing here, we've been doing stuff with insects, insect biscuits, cricket biscuits, cricket bread, fermentation <laughs> with them. Uh, and also, you know, of course uh, you have. I, I'm not even surprised. It, it, but the, it, it, but singing, uh, singing bowl insect, um, uh, insect milk. Really? Yes, yeah, so you, you well, you make an infusion, but you actually put the liquid in a singing bowl and bash it. We've also, got a singing bowl. That's amazing. Oh, got one. We've got one. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna do this. Try some things in in and out of the singing bowl. That vibration makes a difference. Oh, we're gonna do that. That's fantastic. Yeah, Jade's come back in the room. She's like, what, what, what? Like, in a minute, I'm doing. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Heston, this has been incredible. Fantastic. I want to say thank you so much for your patience. Thank you so much for your time. I've, I've was. Oh, Richard, it's, been, it's been so it's, good to hear your voice and, and to you, talk man. to you and at you. Um, yeah. Actually, maybe maybe we should do a. Um, um, Jake can send me a text or something. Maybe we could do we could do a we could have a a, a Zoom aperitif. Yes, in. that would be wonderful. Yes, please. Have a, let's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I'll get Jake to sort that out immediately. Brilliant. Perfect. Heston, thank you. Right, thank you yes, very it's much. Been so good. Thanks, man. Cheers. See ya. Insane in the membrane. So that was the one and only Heston Blumenthal. What a man. What a man. It, I could have spoken to him all day. He's such a such a dude. Thank you, Heston, for coming on. Um, and if you're listening, if you have listened to this, spread the word. Come on, get it out there. This is this is definitely one that some, everybody should hear. And then they'll hear that, and then they'll hear the other episodes, and then they'll get involved. So thank you for that. Do that for us. That'd be great. A couple of shout outs. Duncan Craig, OBE, the man, the legend uh, behind uh, Survivors Manchester doing some fantastic work for people that have uh, for, for men and boys that have survived uh, um, 
sexual abuse and rape. He does a wonderful job. So thank you, Duncan Craig. And thank you for supporting our wonderful podcast. Really means a lot. Also, Smithy. Smithy, you're out there, man. I got you confused with my mate from school. And I do apologise. You're both legends. Um, but Smithy, this one's for you. Thank you for, your, for being a, an absolute dude. Thank you for your support. Thank you to all of our patrons for their support. It means we can keep bringing you this fine podcast. So thank you for that. Uh, keep supporting us. We'll support you. We'll support each other. Until the next time, take care. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming, and podcast production.